Hello and welcome back to Energy Extra Time for another episode of Engaged, Unfiltered and Analytical Football Debate from Scotland and the wider world of football. I'm Sean McGill and joining me this week is my regular co-host Cameron Wanstall and we've got both sides of the old firm represented for a big, big week in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, regular pundit Graham Sinclair is here as well as a debut for Amy Canavan. You must be honoured to be here Amy. Well, you've just picked a great week for me. I'm absolutely delighted to be in Graham's company. I love spending all, all time with him. I really do. Especially in this week of all weeks. Oh, yes, and I've missed him. So, you know, I'm absolutely delighted to be able to engage with him here. Graham, is the feeling mutual? I'm sick of being in this show. Lovely to hear. It's refreshing to me on not being stuck with you two dates. I mean, we still are here. It's more, a, it's more a Jamie McIntosh thing not being here, which is the, I, I see the positive. <laughs> That's just his. Something... Want to talk about what's his face? Craig Whiten. There we go. Oh well, Cameron's well, had to do that. I'm sure. We'll get started as we always do with our big shout. And Amy, it's your first time on, so I'll let you go first. Oh God, thanks. You're so welcome. So <laughs> I've been stressed about this the last two days thinking what on god's name am I going to say I was like right I'll go Gareth Bale Spurs are going to end second in the league but I thought nah it's not that big a shout because that's just a given so um, yep so we'll just swiftly move past that and I'll go with Jack Cross will be Celtic manager next season ooh I like that please do elaborate no, um, right, no, no matter what, Neil Lennon will leave at the end of the season. If he delivers the 10, go on a high, and if he doesn't deliver the 10, then he's never returning to Parkhead. Um, it's a year last week since Jack Ross got sacked by Sunderland, so I think it's a year and two weeks that he's been at Hibs, and he's totally and utterly revitalised them. Love watching Hibs under him. <laughs> Everyone says this year's the biggest year in Scottish football. Um, it's not, it's next year. Um, if Celtic win 10, Celtic win 12, 13, 14, without a shadow of a doubt. Celtic don't win 10, then while next year's going to be really, really, really interesting. So no matter what, Celtic are going to be a shake-up. Can't see Scott Brown going past this season. If we win 10, I'll, I think Callum McGregor may stay, but if, if we don't win 10, he'll be away, Christie will be away, I will be away, Edward will be away. There'll be a lot, a lot of change needed, and I don't think there's a better man out there than Jack Ross. So you're saying if, if Celtic win a treble again, really yep. good European run, say quarterfinals, yep. Neil Lennon yep. still leaves at the end of the season? Yeah. Why? He's you've the amount of the amount of criticism he's still under right now, no matter despite what he's delivered since he's came back, I think he was I probably wasn't the keenest to when he got when he got brought back in, I thought it was a mm. bit of a rush, uh, just because the way, the, obviously, Rogers left and whatever. And I think he was the safe option, but he's really, really changed the three-five-two, and I loved, I loved the four-four-two before the end of last season as well. But he needs, he needs to go for, I think, for his own sake, for his health. I think he needs to go because there's still such a large section of fans that he could deliver a quadruple treble, treble uh, whenever that gets completed, or then I, I don't know what will it be called. Though. Something treble, Quint, yeah, something like that. yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Quint. I don't know. Um, Graham will be able to tell me. Um, he he needs to go. He will, and he, he just needs to go on a high. Leave as a legend, and he will, because no matter what, 
he's uh, he's going to be facing criticism, and I think uh, for his sake, he needs to go at the end of the season, no matter what. Cameron, you've said numerous times on this show that you're no great fan of Neil Lennon. Do you think that that makes sense? And do you sort of see Jack Cross as a, a natural successor? Yeah, literally everything Amy said there, I agree with. I don't disagree with one thing she said. Um, that spot Neil Lennon should go regardless of what happens at the end of the season. I think I've maybe said that before as well, but the Jack Ross shout makes that so much better. I think he's a perfect candidate, and I think if anyone's going to pull him away from the good job he's doing at Hibs, it will be Celtic. So, Graham, are you, are you scared of a Celtic under Jack Ross? Not any more than I am under Celtic managed by Neil Lennon. Really, I think Jack Ross has done a good job, but. Not convinced. It's a Celtic quality, quite yeah. I'd be more concerned if Neil Lennon did go that they'd go for somebody higher profile like they did when they got Rodgers a few years ago. Not, not, don't really have the name. Yeah. In my tongue, but I feel like that that's something that threatens me more than getting a coach from another Scottish team. Be interesting. We can revisit this in a year and see if if Amy's right <laughs> on that one. Uh, Graham, how about you give us your big shout? Uh, Scotland are going to win the Euro 2020. Yes! <laughs> that's not very controversial now, is sure, it? No, that's no, not. <laughs> no, he's not so about it, isn't it? Last week's showing you were all about positive vibes FC. And, and you were in. I was in the middle compared to the other people, I'd say. I wasn't yeah. the least. The, le- the least vibes. <laughs> it wasn't Jamie. It wasn't Jamie or Cameron. Cameron. One week, two shots on target, three wins <laughs> later. And we're going to win the whole thing. It's pretty clear. It's just, it's just fantastic, isn't it? The mood has changed. I will, we'll, we'll get more into the Celtic performance later on, but I just absolutely love that. Like you said, uh, I tweeted out last night, six days, three wins, two shots on target. Like You can't argue with that. We're the biggest shit houses in the world, and I absolutely love it. It's almost better that we did it in a shit house way. It's what like, it should have been forever. It's uh-huh. what... I can't believe we've not done this before, but it's beautiful and I love it. And the fact that we didn't concede last night was laughable at some points, but <laughs> I found it absolutely gorgeous. Oh, you could pick it apart the last week. They were dreadful against Israel. They should have not won yesterday. And they put against the reserve Slovakia side. But you can't think like that because it's been so negative for so long and they've got three wins out of it. I didn't hear anything you said there. I didn't say anything I said. I didn't hear it. I just, I just think all I heard was we've won three games in a week and <laughs> we're winning the Euros. That's the only thing I've taken in there. Um, Cameron, what about yourself? What are your thoughts for this week's big shout? Um, well, I, I've, as you know, Sean, I was Snapchatting you before this, and I had no idea what to say. You've been more um, about it since last night. I know. I, I couldn't think of anything, so I went with a massive news topic. I was kind of just wanting your opinions on it as well. The project big picture for the Premier League revamp. I actually think it's a really good idea with just only one or two very bad things about it. I think that the biggest sides holding the power is just, how do you put it, just the, the worst idea possible. And I think it was clear from the proposal that they really wanted like feeder clubs in the lower leagues, that they could just farm out players to just bulking up their own academy sort of thing. But apart from that, I thought it was actually a really, really good proposal. I thought the 18 teams are a good idea. Scrapping the Community Shield and the League Cup, good idea. Uh, the Rescue Fund, £250 million, even though it's kind of off the back of a crisis, good idea. And getting rid of the parachute payments and the promotion and relegation thing, I just thought it was a solid plan. But it was really ruined by the big headline off the big sides wanting all the power. And I just wanted to hear all your thoughts on it as well. Why is, before we talk about our thoughts, why is 18 
teams in the Premier League a good idea? Why is scrapping the Community Shield in the League Cup a good idea? Okay, right. Oh, I think, right. The 18 teams, I just simply think a smaller league can be. It was meant to be 18 teams years ago, mind, but they just kept it at 20. I think 18 teams are just a nicer number. I think the Bundesliga season's better at 34 games than the Premier League is at 38 games. It's only four games. You'll lose a bit of money, sure, but it can be worked around. And the Community Shield and League Cup, well, I think about this. Community Shield, they're still donating all the money to charity, so that aspect of it's not gone. No one really cares about the Charity Shield. Liverpool lost it, I didn't care, right? And the League Cup, it's been scrapped, sort of, for Premier League teams, but lower league teams can keep it going. I've had an idea in the past where like, teams in Europe don't take part in it, it still gets a place in Europe sort of thing. It's all whatever, it's just my own thoughts. But League Cup, we've said it so much on this show, I'm sure Jack's a big proponent of this as well that we just don't need it it's just a waste i don't like that it's freeing up midweek fixtures for a like a european super league if that comes into play then i'm not so on board with the whole idea but i just don't rate the league cup i don't rate the community shield and i think 38 games in a season can sometimes be too much what are the the other thoughts on this one you amy and graham you both support uh teams in the the top six in, in, in england so do you feel like this is a power grab from them does it sort of Cloud your judgment at all the sort of morality of all this? Uh, I would say it's, an, it's a really difficult one to tackle. I can't the spot on that there's a lot of good ideas in it, but ultimately it is the power grab is the reason it was put forward. It's they didn't they only put it forward as reason just to soften the blow when we said give us more power. Liverpool and Man U were the two teams that were the head of it. I don't think yeah. it's a, it's a surprise that uh, they both have American owners as yeah. well. Yeah. I think that's very Ameri- very American thing to do. Very kind of, fr- kind of franchise and get put more power for their teams. Yeah. And I think Cameron also mentioned the European Super League. I think this was the first step to that. And I've never been so opposed to something as a European Super League in my life. I'd stop supporting yeah. Liverpool. I'd stop supporting yeah. Liverpool if they so, entered the European Super League. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. I would. Well, their Spurs getting beat seven two by Baron Weekly then. <laughs> so. Um, Nah, it's, the boys have hit the nail on the head. It is just a power grab and there's no other way about it. You can't really disagree with that. Um, I think I think Cameron's right in the sense that there are a lot of good ideas there, but they're just ideas right now. And, and it, I think it was too rushed as well, this this version of events. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just... It was, it's, like, it's like panic buying, sort of. It was just... Oh right, we're in a bit of a bit of a mess right now. Let's quickly just chuck something together, and I don't think there was a lot of thinking behind it, and I think that's the reason that it's obviously not went through. Uh, it doesn't sit right with me either. It seems like, especially, I those lordly clubs need the money, but it seems as if they've been given an offer they can't refuse in return yeah. of absolute power for the top six. Yeah, so, so can, I, can I just say or something? Mm. The money getting handed down is great, but one of the things I was uncertain on is the distribution of money going forward. The EFL clubs were getting more money out of that, so everyone was going, oh, brilliant, that's fantastic. But it turns out like the Premier League clubs would then also be getting more money than they already do. Like The ratio would actually get worse. And it's that idea, it's like they were trying to con the lower league teams. So I go, oh yeah, we're giving you lots and lots of money in the future as well, while kind of not revealing that, in fact, they were stuffing their own pockets with even more money than they get now and even more money they'd make from Europe. And it is, it's just a massive power grab in the middle of a crisis and that's why the whole thing went up in flames yeah that's what i hate the sort of false pretense of being really charitable and banding together and all that sort of stuff when really it's just to further your own club's interest which obviously makes sense i know clubs are going to do that but don't pretend that you're being really positive and trying to help out the whole footballing community when that's just not the case at all yeah um 
So yeah, I'm not a fan and I'm, I was glad to see that it was wholeheartedly rejected last night. Um, my big shout relates to the League Cup that we're all fans of and I just think that the League Cup this season in Scotland has shown that the Scottish football pyramid really, really needs readjusting. Um, you look at the group that involves St Johnston, Dundee United, Brecon and, and Kelty Hearts and yep. the, the fact that Brecon finished bottom of League 2 last season and avoided having to do, have a playoff against either Broader Rangers or Kelty Hearts because of the coronavirus pandemic um, and then they, they've they been beaten uh, 7-1 by St Johnston and 6-2 by Dundee United while Kelty Hearts have been beaten 2-1 and 1-0 by those teams respectively and uh, Amy will know particularly considering my lone league allegiances that I wouldn't be uh, jumping on praise in Kelty Hearts but no. it just shows that you better not be <laughs> I'm absolutely not <laughs> But it shows that those teams in the Lowland League are more than capable of competing and the fact that they've got to play off against the Highland League winners and then you've got to play off for two legs against the team bottom of League 2 so, and that's, so you've got a very slim chance of actually getting up and it's only one team from both divisions a season who has that chance it's absolutely ridiculous I mean you see the strength of the teams coming in from the West of Scotland Premier your Darvals, your Auchinleck Talbots before they had to pull out of the league this year and the strength that we see in the, the Lowland League, it's just ridiculous that it's so, so congested. It's so it's a bottleneck. You can't get into the league without a lot of effort and a lot of time. And I just think that there's some dead weight in the bottom two divisions of Scottish football and they need to be chucked out. I don't know if anyone else has any thoughts yeah, on it. I, I just want to say, Sean, that I have never agreed with a point you've said any more than this one. I've been saying for years. Well, it's done uh, 20 odd shows now so that's pretty good I know yeah yeah it means something it really does um, no really like there's so much dead weight as you say like so many teams I just look at it and go why not not that you want to say why are you here because every team deserves to be there but why is there only like one playoff place just now and last season didn't even get played like Brecon City just a, a nothing really team like also I'm doing work for um, Berry Rangers yeah. known there as well Lowland League and um, you saw them in a crisis came down rightfully got beaten off Cove actually smashed basically yeah, they were. and um, they really struggled they really struggled in the Lowland League because that's how good it is that's how good the competitive nature of the league oh, is and, um, so high yeah. exactly yeah so much higher than I think most people re- more than even I realised before I really started paying attention um, you've got your Bonnie Rig your Kelties um, and even now Berwick this season will get better East Coast Coast Paul Payton and Chris Erskine play for East Coast yeah, these, are, these are players that could easily play in for like Arbro for Aloha in the championship you know Callum I mean? Higginbotham leading the line for Kelly as that's, well that's it's absolutely crazy uh, unbelievable so. me and Sean obviously we, we talked about it quite a lot quite a fair bit on Saturday um, we I don't want to plug Bonnerig too much but uh, <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's go for it we are we're such a side, so we started two up top, so physical, uh, two massive strikers, like oh, six foot two or something like that, Sean, eh? yeah. um, and the, the 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 strength that we've got is is so frightening, uh, then we can play absolutely stunning football right on the deck, and it's just, you look at Brecon, and they're offering neither of that, we're offering both at such a high level, and it's not just like, oh, we've got two strikers up top, we're lumping the ball. No, they're holding play, and they're linking up together, and it's really good football you're watching. As you see, you're, it's such the, a bottleneck, you can't describe it any better than a bottleneck. Mm. Bonnerig, I obviously hope to God that we 
<laughs> we get <laughs> we get promoted to the season. But uh, you're coming against a side that are just getting just getting beat one 0 by Dundee United, or Premier League side and Premiership side. Um, it's just it's frightening that that you're probably looking at three years maybe until Bonner could possibly even get get like a sniff in it at, at, the, at the league. Yeah, yeah, like you said, then there's better, there's really good teams coming up from the West of Scotland Premier probably in the next few seasons as well. So it just yeah. gets harder and harder for these teams who deserve a chance to get into the SPFL. And I, I just it sounds like we're maybe pushing our agenda because we've got interest. But I, yeah. I, I don't know that you can be a Scottish football fan and look at that and say that's fair, that's right. If you look at the quality and the and and yeah, non, catch non- highlights. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah catch our highlights specifically. Um, Loan of production. <laughs> But I, I don't think you can you can look at Scottish football and say that's a, a just and fair system because it's absolutely not. Uh, we'll move on now to the second ball where we can get more into the, the future Euro-winning Scotland side that we're very excited to talk about. Um, Cameron, one shot on target within the five minutes against Czech Republic and then we were basically soaking up pressure for the, for the rest of the game. But um, it's all that matters just now is results, really. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was so negative last week. I think rightfully so, so I'm going to try and be so can, positive here. Can I just jump in and but, say um, that you, your big shout last week was that... No, Scotland, no, no. Sorry. I'm not having this. Scotland, no. Scotland will get relegated from this Nations no, League group, which is, now, said, which is now mathematically impossible. I said that would happen <laughs> if we weren't allowed to call up replacements, because we had four subs and two of them were goalkeepers. So Andy Considine and Paul, and Paul Hanlon have saved us getting relegated? Not Paul Hanlon, but Andy Constantine, absolutely, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> We're going to start singing. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm not singing that, though. I'm not singing. Don't want to hear that. Um, no, seriously, I'll try and be positive, but I'm going to say one thing negative first, is that we should never have won that game. Also, we came close as well. Fraser had another good chance, but Garney hit the bar. That would have been an incredible. Oh, I was raging at that. That was, oh, how good the hit was that? But, um, oh, the chances they missed. That Sushek one at the end, they went over the bar. That is... <laughs> How is he a professional footballer? I don't know. But, West Ham, um, no. Really? West Ham, I know. Jeez, almost in my FPL. Um, no, positive. Um, we done really well. Rode out our luck a little bit. Maybe in all three games, including the penalty shootout. But who cares? You know, eight unbeaten, three from three this window. Didn't concede. Scored more than we had shots on target. It's just well, no, that's not true. But we won more games than we had shots on target, which is just amazing. Um, just bring on the Euros, I guess. We're going to beat Serbia. I think it's I think it's important not to overlook the fact that yesterday we were the better team in the first. They had the chance at Republic, but we were the better team in the first half. Mm-hmm. Not a couple of goals, and then in the second half we were playing a step up in competition, but we're also playing our third game in six days. Whereas at Republic did not play last Thursday. This That's is only true. their second game, so we're playing our best competition when we were absolutely shattered. And you could see that at full time, just how tired the boys were, it's, and just. They missed a lot of chances at Republic, but I saw somebody tweet, I can't remember the name, sorry, that sometimes when we just run and run and run, you get you get breaks just by working yeah. hard. Mm. I think that's spot on. It. Absolutely. I can't, you can't deny how just enjoyable and enjoyable is it. You're, what was, how many, what was it, two shots on Two shots, two shots on target in the three games. Three go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, grinding out results is all that matters. And that's a positive, and it's so exciting, and all this blah blah blah. But I just have to bring it down. There's no way we're qualifying. A good, <laughs> a good, a good Scotland team can qualify for the Euros. A good Serbia team can win the Euros, and that's the difference. 
there, there, there are some positives, not just from the playoff last week, but there are some positives that I've seen. That if we win, if we get if we get one win in the last two games, we'll win uh, the Nations League group for this, and it will put us in Group A with all the big teams, which sounds terrible. But there are a couple of positives to it. One being that you're pretty much guaranteed a World Cup twenty twenty playoff spot, and because most of the teams will, in that group they will qualify in Group A, so you will come back into Scotland. Yeah. It also puts Scotland in Pot B probably for the quality the actual qualifying for the World Cup twenty twenty two. So that means you're probably avoiding a team like Russia again, like we played last time. Yeah. Or a team, or even a team like Norway and Serbia, and you probably get some easier if we can win this group. And it also probably guarantees a Nations League place for 2024 Euros already, because it means we'll be in Group A and we'll finish bottom of that group. But every Group A team's going to qualify. So again, if we're in Group A and don't get in, we'll get a playoff. So that's yeah. us. If we can win this Nations League group, we'll get put in hard against hard teams. But there's like three or four benefits to it that I think is good for the future, even if we don't qualify for this Euros next month. Graham, seeing that point there when you said about 2024 Euros, would us getting relegated in the group from the last one not put us down for the World Cup one? Sorry? So if we win this group, go to Group A for World Cup 2022 qualifying, even though it's not Mm -hmm. for that, we finish bottom of that group, do we not get relegated? So then would we still be guaranteed a playoff for 2024? Yeah, that's a genuine question. Yeah, we'll still be high enough up, even like right. every, every kind of group P team got it as well for Euro twenty twenty. I think it's still it'd be very very hard for us not to get a playoff right. for Euro twenty twenty four. Is it not? Is it? We'll probably not. Is it not like it's meant to be for the playoffs? It's two teams from Group A, Group B, Group C, Group D. But if there's not enough in Group A, it works its way down anyway. Is that how it's supposed to work? For what? So for what playoffs? Is this like this? Yeah, that that qual- <laughs> It should be two teams in. Group A that don't qualify normally from the qualifying routes, they get a playoff spot, and then two from Group B, two from Group C. That's what happened for this one, I'm sure. We got it for the Group C teams that didn't yeah. qualify the best mm-hmm. round. Then there's Group T, Group D teams like Kosovo and Georgia or something. They made it yeah. into it, and I think that's how it works. So even if we got relegated from Group A into Group B, we'll still again be high enough, and we'll still get a spot if we don't qualify normally. And the World Cup one is different as well. Eventually, just no point talking about it. Just it'll confuse anybody. Yeah. <laughs> lots of positives, yeah, even definitely. without, even if we lose next month against Serbia, which is still likely. Yeah, very very exciting. And the thing is, with the getting promoted, we only need two points from our next two games to get up to League A. So could beat Slovakia. So could beat Slovakia, and yeah, it'd be weird though, because say um, whatever happens in the playoff game, that's first. So. Yeah. You're either going to be elated and probably not care too much about the Nations League, or we're going to be devastated and the mood's going to be pretty bad heading into those two games. But yeah. I don't even need to worry about that because I think I think we'll, we'll win all we'll, three. We'll be fine. Now. fine. We'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> and that's eight games unbeaten, um, longest run since when was that? Nineteen eighty-eight, I think it is. Last time. Yeah. Eight, seven, eight, yeah. Wow. Um, Amy, we've heard these guys' opinions on Steve Clark Scotland for a long time. Uh, yeah. What was your perception of this uh, Scotland side under him, and how, if at all, has it changed over this international break specifically? Still would never have got McTominay in my defence. <laughs> I don't understand how he's get getting some plaudits for last night. I thought he was absolutely abysmal yet again. He looks like a lost child. Uh, I, honestly, I have him so far away from the whole squad right now. It's frightening. I just—he's not good enough for the midfield. Uh, and if he has to play and he's getting shoehorned into that defence, then I'm no for that at all. 
can't deal with them there. <laughs> Stu and Garvey's going to go mental. He will. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what you think about Mike Tomlin's on defence, but that perception for me has not changed at all. I think he's got better. I think you see, see improvement, but still, I think he looks positionally naive a lot of the time. I think he'll he'll step up where he doesn't need to step up. He'll drop back where he doesn't need to. But I think in general, it's he's three four yards off the boy at all times. Mm. I, think, I thought he was much improved as well. And the added bonus that he's a player that can play out from the back. I think it was crucial at times, especially a lot of long diagonals that worked out for him that ended up kind of. Oh, starting attacks. Yeah, to be fair, can't. I think if you play Portis, yeah, that's not happening. I well, that's not going to happen now because you're giving caps to Andrew Constantine and Paul Hanlon before the future of Ryan Portis. Then I think it's pretty clear he's not in the plans for this. Well, he's certainly not in the plans for Serbia. And if if the qualifiers for the Euros, you'd have you'd have expected them to have at least got some game time now. I do, and I get Constantine's obviously played well. Yeah and he has played well the last two games but I still think it's odd just to give a 33 year old his cap when you've got a how old what, what Ryan's 21, 22 21 aye 21 I think that, one, that one was I more I think, was, one. I think it was Sean that said that one Constantine came in because Cooper got injured and he's left footed and they did a left yeah. 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 It's just I think that's solely basis is what footy is I think yeah um, but I, for me McTominay McTominay's the biggest one Um Massive, massive fan of London Dykes, and I sort of said that last night. I'm eating my words, and I'm quite glad that I am. I think he's the most, um, he's what we've been looking for, I think, since Kenny Miller um, mm. wasn't about, since we lost him. And um, I like him up top with Ryan Fraser, but I'd I th- still start him up top with Lee Griffiths. Yeah, interesting one when he's back. Oh, I, I remember, I don't know if you were at this game, I remember going to the Scotland-Russia game in the qualifiers, Scotland lost 2-1, and just looking at Artem Zubak top for Russia, and he tore us apart by how strong he was, and thinking we need somebody like that. And our Dykes isn't quite as big as Zuba, but his presence yeah. that he presents up there was something to that. I mean, he Zuba, up play, yeah. And Zuba, Zuba annihilated us that night, we lost 2-1 and it was all at him. Yeah, I was at that game and it was brutal. <laughs> it just, that just completely bully us. But then I don't know if I see that um, that back three getting bullied anymore. And it doesn't really matter on the personnel. They just seem to be so much more stable. And Declan Gallagher's definitely at the heart of that and of him forever. Declan Gallagher's the, start, the number one centre-back for Scotland. I don't. Yeah. I, I said it on the roundup this week that I don't care if Motherwell get relegated and he looks like an absolute donkey. If he keeps nope, playing like that care. for Scotland, then he's the st- yep. he's, he starts. That's it. Um, Cameron, Amy mentioned there the partnership of Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Fraser. I think that is the way forward. Considering they both got uh, goals in the last week and uh, Lyndon Dykes assisted Ryan Fraser last night. Yeah, I think it would be harsh to change it. Let's just say that uh, I got like a big and little man up top, and like Amy says, like Griffiths. If he comes back, probably should be get Ryan Fraser in the squad elsewhere if possible. But yeah, no, I thought it worked really well. The first goal, the, the only goal, sorry, showed that. I thought it was brilliant build up play from Dykes to beat his man and slip him in. And a good finish from Fraser as well. Like it's 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 worked. So why not keep it going for the next month at least? And if they can get another goalie to another sister to then maybe that's the way forward for the next, I don't know, maybe next year or two. We'll see. Graham, are we any closer to nailing down our. Uh, midfield options for Scotland do you think after this week John McGinn two man of the match performances in the three games I think it's undeniable that he's on the team sheet every time 
But in terms of who maybe sits behind him, do you think we're maybe got a better idea of of who fulfills those roles? Not really. No. Right. I thought Ryan Jack's performance last night was the best from a deep midfielder in all three games. Absolutely. I think Ryan Jack has to start against Serbia, considering the quality of their midfield. I think he has to be the number six. Yeah. I thought. I, th- I actually thought Kenny McLean did well on I like Sunday. I mean, it's still so, McGregor, McGregor, the Carl McGregor question is always going to linger. He's such a good player, but he's just still not done it. Yeah. And there's a couple of times yesterday where he, he just, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's like, like we, we can make out for Celtic, but he just seemed to play the safe option pass every time when there was a risky option on. I don't know if that's what he's been told to do by Steve Clark in this more kind of conservative. conservative approach. That I just, he was in, I found him infuriating on uh, yesterday and last Thursday. So, uh, McGinn, so it's a guarantee. McGinn was guaranteed before it, but I still yeah. think, and I think Jack might have earned his place to the other, other, other place. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes for the playoff final next month, which we'll be ramping up with the coverage on Energy Sport, so do keep an eye out for that close to the time. We'll move on to quiz time. Amy's first chance to have a go at seat out. Do you know what would be really pleasing if Amy wins this and after one attempt she's oh. got more wins than Jack Donnelly? Oh, but don't be. We, so we. we during lockdown, Sean, we did Zoom quizzes and yep. Amy won every single quiz I think that she played. So brilliant! It wasn't football. It wasn't football related, but I think it carries over. Well, let's see. So there's a chance that Amy will win. Let's see if the streak keeps going, Cameron. What are we up to this week? This week, I have got the last fifty players to score in any old firm match, any competitive game, League Cup, Scottish Cup, in the league. Oh, this that's is- fair. Yep, I told you, I, Sean, I told you I'd give you a slight hint and you could go first. I don't need right, that hint. You you, I might have known that this was coming. I should have got, I know. Have we sh- we should oh, have. he's definitely been looking. He's been looking up. Right. Amy, are you feeling confident with this one? No, not against Graham, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. What about not against me? Oh, I'm really fussed about you, if I'm honest. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Last 50 goal scores. How far bad does that go? That's what you're trying to work Is it a, Can we get that, Cameron? No? Yeah, do you just want to know? Okay, yeah. um, I think it's 2009. That's how far back it goes. Oh, really? Oh, my yep. goodness. Yes. This is 2009? Only... Yeah, it's been 50 goals in all compared. Like 50 that's goal them, scorers. That's because like, for four years, Musa Dembele scored every goal, so that takes <laughs> yeah, that's out most quite, of them. A, a few players have answer. a lot of goals. Yeah. Right. So that is the case. What's so, your order? Like, uh, we'll go Sean... Amy Graham. We'll do I'm that. I'm always last in this. I've done that on purpose. Right, Sean, my only hint for you, you don't have to use it, but one player has done it for both teams. Musa Dembele. Don't use it then. Right, Musa Dembele. Well, you don't have to write them down. Nah, I'm not having that. No writing down. It's got to be in your head. Because you... You forget. You forgetting is important. Well, see, I, well, I knew you. I listened last week, and I knew you forgot someone. So, oh, right. Okay. Cool. What's your answer? <laughs> so, Musa Dembele. What you saying, Amy? Oh, Odin Edward. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Katic. I'll be staunch yes. only for this one. <laughs> I rate that. Um, Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Kent. Right, Amy. Yeah. Yep. Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield. Ryan Jack. Sean. Yep. Uh, Olivier and Cham. Yeah, I believe so, yes, that's correct. Uh, James Tavernier. Yep, 100%. Are
What? what like, are they like for the cup, cup games included? Like... Cup games included, yep. All competitions. Christopher Julian. Uh, yes, of course. Paul McGregor. Yes. Uh, Daniel Candias. Uh, yep, I believe. Yep, I remember writing that one down. Um, Clint Hill. Yes. Oh, that's a good show. Scott Sinclair. Yes, of course. Of course. Man of my nightmares is a Hearts fan. <laughs> uh, Josh Windus. Yes. Oh my god, I'm scared you might actually get off 50. He's into that very well. Um, Kenny Miller? Yes. That's, 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 that's a both team. Yeah, I can't remember. Dedrick Boyata. Yes. Yeah, I yes. It just takes me a second to go up and down the page, that's all. Uh, Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay. Screamer. Yeah, that's the one I was... Who scored that screamer? That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, this is bad. Um, does... Chris Boyd have won? No, Chris Boyd. Oh, I think before 2008, he's not Eric Sviatchenko. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, scorer of one of the best old fungos of all time, Sonny Alico. Yes. Great shot. Oh, yeah. Big Sonny. I can't remember if he's been saying. Chris Common. No, it hasn't. No, Chris Common hasn't. It's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Common, he's one of the ones that scored a lot of goals. Uh, Andy Little. <laughs> Andy Little, yep. That's, oh, that's, that's my flex. That's my flex. <laughs> but I know there's a player that's definitely the worst player on the list. I'll tell you if you don't get it. Shocking. Charlie Mulgrew. Yes. I think we're halfway through. Uh, I'll avoid that one. And see Stephen Naismith. Yes. Stephen Naismith. Gary Hooper. Gary Hooper. Again. Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Yep, correct. Oh, I was going to say Steve Davis. First stunt. Sorry, this isn't about me anymore, but... Joel Edley. Yes. Great shout. Kyle He's Lafferty. my favourite player. Kyle Lafferty got one on this list, I'm sure, yep. Donch. Oh, you... Um... Oh. When was that game? Um... Oh, that's the game that I brought. El Kaduri. Oh, yes, him. I had no so idea who he was. He's the player I'm calling Hope for. Screaming at Ivor, that's the one that went McGregor's legs. The deflection, yeah, through Ivor, mm-hmm. isn't it? Through McGregor's legs. He's the only uh, person I didn't know who he was. Nicky Yelovich. Yes, Nicky Yelovich. This might be the best quality seat out of had. Yeah, especially definitely. after. We did it after last it's week. Magic Mutant uh, Vibrator. Oh, oh, this is George Sandalas. Yes, of course. <sighs> Jimmy Ness. Jimmy Ness, yeah, oh my god. Oh, he's got an old fuck Oh my god. Oh, I've got a scream on his debut, absolute screamer. Oh, I. In the cup. Oh, I. Oh, did he score? Scott Brown. 
Yeah, Scott Brown. Oh, Scott Brown. Right. <sighs> right, I'll pop this one In the game that Aluko scored and Andy Lightwell scored, I believe the third goal was scored by Lee Wallace. Yeah, Lee Wallace. Is oh, on the thank list. God. Lee Wallace is on the list. I shook myself oh, there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm quite glad to be out of this one. Just like, it, it feels oh. like watching a great tennis match. I'm having a lovely time. Oh, there's a well, time in like one. Just when we're, yeah. What year was that yeah. game? Trade and blows. Yeah, trade and blows, thank you, that's it. Three's awesome. Could not Lee think. Lee Naylor. Yes, oh my god. Lee Naylor. Definitely the best quality to see out, yeah. Oh, this, this timing one is so hard. I've got one that I can't remember if it's been saved. It's uh, Morris <sighs> Yeah, of course. Oh, thank oh god. Oh my god. god. That's got me so close time-wise. Uh, it was one of the earlier ones, yeah. Probably the uh, earliest like, There's two so... So obvious recently, but I don't know if they've been saved. Tom Rogic. Tom Rogic is there. Yeah, anyone did say Tom Rogic. Oh, great show. <laughs> I love this. So tense. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. <laughs> it's a great game. I, I don't know if it. Did anyone say that, Lee? Uh, Lee McCulloch will go in. Lee McCulloch, yep. Former Kilmarnock manager. I am sweating. <laughs> How far back are we? I can't tell you exactly, but there's oh, not many names left. About 10 <laughs> to 20 names. Did anyone see him? Oh, Maybe not even that. Maybe about 10 names left. Wow. Oh, what Lee McCulloch. Lee McCulloch. He's been, just been said. Uh, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of that game. Um, I'm thinking of that game. That'd be an awful end. <laughs> uh, um, I've not been listening to the Celtic names, so I'm trying to be staunch. And I've actually, there's two that might <laughs> be grand. I'm exactly the same. I've just rattled on everything. Scott McDonald. Not been said. Yeah, not been said. He's on it. He's on it. Oh, Back to you, Graham. Oh, oh, was Liga. Was Liga for Seb? Was Liga for That's my one. That's what I was. Was Liga for Seb? Was Liga for He has not been said. Yes! Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> He's only the obvious. Rogic and, and Griffiths were the two. Um, geez, oh. There's Fortuna. only about nine names. Fortuna, yep. <laughs> only about eight names left, I think. He was early. How early? We've got, we've got a hell of a tiebreaker as well. Oh, oh no, yeah, I am struggling. It is not now. my idea. It was Taylor's idea. He sent me it, and it's brilliant, so. Oh, I'll have to do it anyway. No, that was 2008, that game, wasn't it? Okay. That's the one in my head, but I have to go with it. <sighs> Kevin Thompson. He is not on the list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amy has won it on the first goal. Did anyone say James Forrest? Nope. Nope. That's what I'm screaming before we go on, I'll say the ones the that weren't one. said. Well, did, wait, did, did, did anyone say Alfredo Morelos? He hasn't played. <laughs> Sorry. That was, a, that was a bite from all you. Oh. <laughs> I'll quickly rattle Sorry, through I'm it. Right? We can't bite you. <laughs> I'm stressed. That was it. On you go, Cameron. Sorry, tell us the ones that they right, know. Okay. okay, name's not said. Stuart Armstrong. Oh. Oh my James God. Forrest, of course. Um, Aidan McGeady. Darren O'Dee, Thomas Rogner, wow. who I thought might even stay after Tom Rogic, Mark Wilson, oh, yeah. uh, Stephen uh, Whitaker, 
Oh no, I have Whitaker in my head. I think that's it, to be fair. There's 21 Rangers players, 20 were said. Stephen Whitaker was the only one not said. That's how good I am at this game. To be fair, there was also about 20 Celtic players then, but there was 28 of them. And of course, the one outlier was Kenny Miller. Oh. Both. Wow. Mark Wilson was one of my... Why didn't I see Mark Wilson? That was in the, famous, the big famous yeah, game. That was a great game. And wow. I had Whitaker in my head. I had, I had Griffiths in my head for so long, and I was <laughs> so stressed. Well, that was a, that was a crack. I think wow. the, the best ever game I've had of see it out. So well done to the both of you, but well done to Amy. And now it's the same. People have been on this podcast, it's still just Jack Donnelly does it have a win, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Is that the editor of Energy Sport? That is, I, think he, I believe he is. The, uh, boss man, I think his, his nickname is in the Energy Sport group chat, but uh, we'll see <laughs> if we can maybe sort that out another time. Uh, Cameron, what is that tiebreaker? Because I'm curious and I'm sure the guys oh, will enjoy it. You know what? Oh, I really, I'll maybe want to keep it. I told Taylor he could do it if he's on sometime. Is or... it like a full seat? Do you think it's, a, it's capable of being a full seat out? Or? Well, you know what? It's not many names, but it's really tight. It's like. Kind of like Graham's last week is that level of tough. So Let me do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, we just do it. Oh, we do it. Yeah. Just do Who it. cares about what Taylor wants? Taylor gave it to me. He didn't care. He's had right? a hard week, bless him. <laughs> In the 21st century, nine players have lost an English domestic cup final and a Scottish domestic cup final while at Celtic or Rangers. Nine players. They've lost I thought that was a great English tiebreaker. Uh, a cup final. Uh, any cup final. Any, so they've lost a FA Cup or a League Cup in England in the final, and they've lost a Scottish Cup or a League Cup up here for Celtic or Rangers. Right. Nine people in the 21st century. Nine. Um, are, we work, names, are, we work, are we working together here? Aye, let's do that. Uh, let's go take a while. We'll I don't have this. a clue. We're missing a lecture, Sean. I can't play. understand that. <laughs> oh, aye. Um, <laughs> Danny Wilson, Wanyama. Nope. Uh, Wanyama's close, so kind of, I think, teams. Um, this is hard. Van Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor was yep. the Cup winner. Alan McGregor. Yeah. With Hull City. Yeah. You're spot on. Tierney won. Yeah, Tierney's only won a, a cup final. There's another goalkeeper there. Another goalkeeper. Fraser oh, Fraser Foster, aye. Fraser Foster, Southampton. Southampton got a cup final. Oh, aye, against Bayern. United. Yeah. Uh, sure, I'm um, no. That's a bad shout. Um, Stuart, no. There's um, only one. Two oh, Rangers Virgil van Dijk? No. No. Cup final. Nah, no Liverpool final. Uh, I think maybe it was that Southampton team, but yeah. uh, there's one other player in the Southampton team. That's our three inches close here. Really should get it. I should get it. Uh, Davis. Yeah. Oh yeah. One other Rangers. I'll tell you that one is Kenny Miller. He's both, and there's four Celtic. Oh, is it? This wasn't. I'm just thinking about the 2010s. Who did Kenny Miller play a final for? Cardiff. Oh wait, does it go to the, oh wait, it's 21st century though, so 2000. 21st century, sorry, oh. yeah, let's just take it. goes further back than that. Oh yeah, it was against Liverpool. Yeah. Charlie Adam? Didn't no, lose to Rangers. Didn't lose to Rangers in 21st century. Might not lose to Rangers in 21st century. That's it, so even if you know they've lost it in England, maybe they didn't lose so, it for so Celtic Rangers. Because mm. Taylor said me, I thought it was an amazing stat. I thought, like, Hooper, I thought Hooper, no, super. Donald, no. Yep. Yes. Who was that? Aston Villa. Petro Villa. Yeah. Legend. Oh, what a guy. Glasgow mm. Rangers. Joey Barton never even got to cut final. Uh, never got. He only lasted about two weeks. <laughs> I'm just trying to think players have got like a bit of a career down south as well. Aye, but, aye, that's it. Uh, and they come, these are Celtic players now, Stephen, aren't they? Oh, Stephen, uh, Fletcher, one, Stephen Fletcher? Good shot. Not Stephen Fletcher, no. Uh, no. Stephen Fletcher. There's uh, one Rangers and there's three Celtic. 
Still the Rangers player. Uh, think, think legend, but not. No, there's two that you could probably think of for that. But <laughs> Andy, ha- Andy Harley. <laughs> no, really? A Rangers legend. I think so. Uh, they're all players, I like. It's not like Gerard. Oh, yeah, nah, nah, they manage for that. Nah, not like that. I wouldn't sully the quiz like that. A Rangers legend that lost in the English Cup final. Can you give me the year of or the game of the Cup final? Uh, I, I can give you his team. That's all I can give you. Okay. Wigan. <laughs> Sean Maloney. Yeah, Sean that's, Maloney. That, that's nope, not the nope. Rangers one. Uh, nope. The Rangers one. Oh. Sean, nope. Sean Maloney not on the list. Oh, yes, he played for Celtic nope. a long time ago. Who played for Rangers in that? Uh, I don't remember. That Wigan team. Connor Salmon. He's never played for Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's Rangers and Celtic. It's not just... Uh, he played for Wigan. He played for Rangers. Wigan. He played for Wigan. Oh, Leo Ballett. No. <laughs> Connor Goldson. You almost had it there. When you say Leo. it's Leo... Lee Wallach. Lee McCulloch. <laughs> Lee McCulloch, yeah. <laughs> Lee McCulloch. He lost the League Cup in 2006. I was thinking, oh wait, it's lost. Why was I thinking of the 2012 uh, FA Cup final then? <laughs> yeah, Wigan I thought you were doing that. Oh. Gary Caldwell. No, that, that's a pretty good show. We should probably, oh. we probably should, actually we, double check. We've had a good quote. Yeah, I'll quickly tell you. I'll quickly tell you. The ones not said were Key Sung Young. Yeah. Joe Ledley oh, and Joe Glenn Leuven. Joe! Both of the last two at Cardiff. Yep. Right, well, we've, we've reminisced enough about the old firm. Let's talk about the one that <laughs> happens on, on, on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Who will we start with? We'll start with Amy. Uh, Alright. Celtic have probably, you'd fair to say, been disappointing performance wise this season, um, but have won all but one game against Kilmarnock. Um, can the champions get away with not performing at their absolute best on Saturday, do you think? Yep. <laughs> Great, Graham. Uh, <laughs> so you don't, uh, are you not yeah. too particularly scared of this Rangers side, Amy? No. Uh, Rangers defence is so there for the taking. I don't even really. I'm not even that fussed that Edwards probably not gonna, not gonna feature. Um, game set up for Lee Griffin. <laughs> I like your confidence. I really do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Graham, let's hear from you. Yeah, on you go, Graham. They've been... That was that was incredibly passive aggressive. That. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here to be civil, but no, let's not be. Right. Don't be civil. On you go. What do you think about uh, Rangers? Been much better this season. Um, they've been getting a lot of plaudits for sort of looking a bit defensively uh, tighter. And Amy's just completely disregarded all that. She's not even bothered by Rangers. It's interesting. I mean, interesting. I thought la- I thought last season that all three old firm games were decided by what Rangers did rather than what Celtic did. Which I think it's, it looms bad for Celtic. The first game was Rangers played a horrible, horrible formation of like 17 million centre midfielders yep. and lost 2 0. And they had most of the ball and just couldn't create anything because of the lights line up. Line up. The League Cup final, they dominated and just couldn't score. And then they won the last one. They were in the better team. So I think from a tactical point of view, I'd be, I'd be more comfortable as a Rangers fan. I think Rangers have the tactical advantage as they proved most last season in the last two games. The big difference is mentality, isn't it? Big difference is when? Be on the last one. Uh, it didn't matter for much, though, did it? You can dominate in a cup final, still didn't walk this, away with a trophy. But this is like a, this is a, this is like a single game, it's not like the league is. Uh, Rangers look good and they have and they can You had a single game last year and you still never won it. Who's got, who's gone for the uh, quadruple treble? Celtic. 
That was a, that was quite a freak game, was it? Where, where Fraser Foster had an yeah, absolute immense game, and then if you look at that game, and then the one that came after, Rangers have, have played Celtic off the park the last two performances. Surely there's Celtic some considering celebrating for Christmas. <laughs> looking looking back at that though, do you think that Steven Gerrard does have Neil Lennon's number? Do you think that he will tactically outmaneuver him in this game? Um, wait, is that for me or Graham? For you. Uh, I think Graham is spot on. That it does does matter what Rangers do. Celtic can put out any team and will beat Rangers. So they can try with any formation they like. And um, he can try with any tactics he likes. He can put Morelos on. He can put Morelos on the bench. He can start, I don't know who else. He can start any of the new boys. I'm not really that phased by it. Cameron, as an outsider looking in, what do you, what do you make of all this? Who do, you think has, who do you think has more riding on this game? I just want to talk about Craig Whiten. Like, can we just move on, please? Nah, um, actually, I kind of fancy Rangers for this one. I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because of the whatever's going on with Celtic. We don't know who's playing, who's not. But uh, yeah, I I don't know why. I just have a feeling towards Rangers. I couldn't tell you for any reason, tactically or whatever, but I'm quietly backing them this week. And uh, it makes the title race more exciting if they win too, so I just kind of want that to happen. If you try and, if you try and look at it from an approach, you, can start, you start with the players that are out and so you've got unlucky with injuries or COVID, COVID. I don't know what I've got Bayton, Edward, El Hamid all can't play. Obviously, the two of the boys aren't as big, but the Edward first two. Edward could. Edward He's locked in. Isolation ends tomorrow, isn't it? I don't know. There was pictures the day that he's back in Glasgow. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, so, but it's hard that Edward's going to be fit. So that's like in the first one before the game starts. And then on the pitch, there are a few theories that I think are very important in this game. From a Rangers perspective, the wide areas, I think Rangers should be dominant in the wide areas. I think you look at Dead Taylor for as Celtic's weak spot. He's they must been... start. That's so cruel you saying that. As Sean knows, I am in a massive Greg Taylor fan club. Which I love. And, uh, yeah, he's in it as well, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and I'd start Taylor. I don't want to start our wee boy who's just came back for Benidorm um, and got his hair <laughs> braided I, I'd start Greg Taylor and Jeremy Frimpong already has Borna Baratic on toast because he struggled against France and he's going to struggle against Jezza well I think going back to, going back to my wide areas I think the boy with the henna tattoo won't play but it doesn't really scream I think it will be Greg Taylor I think I've seen a lot of Celtic fans not convinced by Greg Taylor all that much for Celtic so far this season and I thought in both games last season that Frimpong played in he got targeted and abused got sent off in one and didn't look good in the other one either so that I think Rangers with Borna Barisic who is unbelievable dollar at the ball and James Tavernier who is on fire right now Play them, picking up the play of the month and Ryan Kent who's probably the best player in the league this year that's something Rangers should look to exploit on the other end of the pitch I think so, I'd be amazed if they don't score a goal from a set piece in this game yeah. I think Rangers have looked better defensively but still have gotten away with it against in set pieces Ross County should have got a couple of goals and now they're probably likely going up against Shane Duffy and Christopher Julian who will I would expect one of them to score a goal on Saturday, Saturday, it's just whether Rangers can hold them off more than once, I think. Because I think going forward they'll look good, I think they'll exploit the wide areas, but just have to hold from set pieces. Interesting chat there, do you think? How odd an experience do you think this will be with, with no fans, an old firm with no fans? How do you guys feel about watching it? Won't be the um, same, will it? Sad. Just won't be. 
I think like I think we were talking just before. I am so I'm coming across obnoxiously um, unfazed and yeah, not really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm very quite aware of it. It's because I actually it's not even meant to be obnoxious. I just don't even feel that it's it's Saturday. Like what day's today's Thursday? It's yep. two days away from playing Rangers, and I'm not even batting an eyelid. Like, I think Graham's got a bit of nerves or whatever. And so no she's been sick a week. Yeah, that'll, no doubt that'll kick in. Well, it better kick in tomorrow for me or I'm slightly worried about myself. But um, I just don't feel at all that there's a Celtic Rangers game this week. And it's sad uh, because it's usually my favourite time of the year. Graham, why are you so nervous about this? Is it, do you think that if Celtic are to win and then win their game in hand, they're five points clear, do you think it's already a, a too big a gap for Rangers to close? For the most part, sure, I'm just always nervous for any old farm game. I always have been. Just kind of makes me feel sick thinking up to it. Just compared to any other game, it's just it's just different. It's hard to even explain how different it is. Just your rivals, and it's always them two at the top, really. It, it dominates your mood, and like I know everyone mm-hmm. says about every game football, but it literally controls your mood for a solid two weeks. Uh, I think I think I said like, sorry, Amy, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I'm so glad that it's reading week next week that I don't need to face you no matter what. Like. But like, <laughs> <laughs> if Rangers or Liverpool lost a game, I'd be in the mood for a day. If Rangers lose to Celtic, I'd be in the mood for a week. And yep. I don't want to talk to anybody. I shout shelter nope. away. And I guess for me, I don't. Amy seems like doesn't feel like it's an old forum week. Doesn't feel any different to me. I think this this year this game stakes in the gear. Obviously, what Celtic going after. I'll kind of equaled out the no fans experience. I think the stakes of this game make this game feel bigger than normal. I imagine with fans it would feel like one of the biggest whole thing games of all time, to be honest with you. Yeah. But just, it feels more equal to past games just because of what's at stake. And it feels like, I think it honestly feels like a title decider. See, I don't feel season. that. I think maybe that's why I'm a little bit still unfussed. Because I think even if Celtic get beat, I still think we'll win the league. I don't feel this is a title decider, and I think if we win on Sunday, I don't think it's a title decider. Eh, Saturday, sorry, I don't think it's a title decider. Graham, if you think Celtic win, do you think they win the league? Yeah. Wow. In October. Wow. I don't think the league. I don't. Think, I don't. I don't, I, don't I, I don't think the league's over, but I think they win the league in that sense. Right. I get. I do get. It's not like oh, it's on. Let's just stop. Focus, let's just stop. The league's over, but it's kind of like you, you have to pick up something in these games. I can't wait. I was very excited to to watch this game, and usually we would sort of go in depth. Sean, you're with me right after kickoff. My God, we better win. Oh, you got a bonnie game. We do. We've got a bonnie game at three. You're gonna have to make it down, or we're gonna have to get a four or something. To be honest, because we're gonna have to be down there before the end of the game. No matter what, if if it's it was a three o'clock kickoff. Is it a three o'clock kickoff? We can beat bonnie if we have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do my prep in that 25 minute gap fair enough I'll, I'll probably be there earlier but I'll, I'll, it depends what mood you're in you okay. might not even show up I might not show up I might come in <laughs> sick <laughs> well we usually go a bit more in depth in all the games in Scotland but I think after uh, an exciting week for the national team and then all the implications come to the old firm I think it makes sense to focus on those two this week but we can break down all that and more on the Football Roundup on Monday, so do check that out. We'll be back next week. And next week, we've got the return of the Champions League to talk. Finally, some some exciting European midweek football to talk about, so uh, please do check that out as well. Don't forget to subscribe so the podcast appears in your feed automatically. And follow us on Twitter at ENRG 
extra time. The Fantasy Rambles back this week as well. Check that out tomorrow, uh, where Jack Donnelly and the guys will be previewing the return of the Premier League. Thank you to Graham Sinclair, Cameron Monstall, and Amy Canavan for joining me. Enjoy your weekends as much as you can, guys, depending on the result. And we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.